Hello and welcome to season three of the Cleverly Changing podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle Cole, and this is episode 45. Today's episode is a conversation with Clement Townsend, who is giving back to the youth in our community in a big way. Clement spoke to us about being a broadcaster and the importance of public speaking. Before we jump right into things, let me introduce myself to you. And if you are a new listener, welcome, welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting it on a regular basis by going to our Patreon page and becoming a monthly donor. Our Patreon page is Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash cleverly changing. Today's African proverb is, knowledge is like a garden. If it is not cultivated, it cannot be harvested. And that is a Swahili proverb. Did you know that we sell merchandise to keep our podcast going? Order a hoodie, t-shirt, mugs, pillows, and more today. Go to cleverlychanging.threadless.com to place your order. It's now time for the word of the episode. Uja Sidi means confidence, courage, or bravery in Swahili. All right, welcome to episode 45 of the Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Elle, and this is going to be an exciting show for you. So let me tell you a little bit about who I am. I am a mom and I am the blogger behind the brand Cleverly Changing. Cleverlychanging.com is a website that teaches you about finance, health and wellness, and also about homeschooling and parenting. I want you to click on the podcast tab and listen to all of our past episodes. There are really some good gems there. Miriam, can you introduce yourself for everyone? Hello all, I'm Miriam. I am the mother of four little ones and I am a budding urban farmer and lover of all things natural. Yay. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. So we have an excellent guest who has been in the journalism career for over 17 years. I want you to kind of tell our audience who you are and what your expertise is. So my name is Clement Townsend. Thank you for having me on the Cleverly Changing Podcast. So excited uh, to be able to chat with you all. 
I was in the media field for 17 years, had a chance to do some amazing assignments, tell some great stories in terms of going to the Super Bowl and college football national championship and NBA all-star game. And through that, I encountered a lot of young people that were interested in the media. And I've always had a passion for young people. So now I train youth in media, really getting them exposed to using technology, telling stories. And through that also just emphasizing to them how important their voice is, um, how important it is for them to uh, put positive messages out there to maybe combat some of the negative things that they see on media and just really trying to give them life skills that they can use, not only just, you know, uh, assignments, but fostering and, and wanting them to be lifelong learners. Awesome. Awesome. What you just said about lifelong learners, that is the key. That is definitely what we at the Cleverly Changing podcast, what we're interested in. We want everyone to become lifelong learners. So I want you to tell us as a young black male growing up in Chicago, can you tell us what that was like and why you chose the path that you chose? So the path that I chose, um, it goes back to high school in Chicago and I wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, I come across a lot of young men across the country um, and even some young ladies, because you can be a professional basketball player in the WNBA as well. So I don't want to leave them out. Um, but I, I, I knew early on I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. Both of my parents were educators um, and they emphasized that I needed to have a plan. So since I couldn't go to the NBA, I figured, uh, well, what if I can talk about sports? Um, what if I can have a career talking about sports and maybe earn a living that way? And I didn't know exactly how to do it. There wasn't someone that I knew personally that was doing that, but I knew I could figure out the next step. And the next step, since my parents were educators, was to go to college. So I decided, okay, well, how, how the people that are in front of the camera, what do they major in? I found out they majored in communications. So I went to Temple University based on their reputation for a good communications program. That positioned me well to get my first job in front of the camera in San Angelo, Texas. Uh, that was a culture shock. That was a different place. Going from Chicago to Philadelphia to a small town, San Angelo. Thought I would be there one or two years. I was there five. Wow. Learned a lot about myself, but I was determined to persevere because I always wanted to go back home to Chicago. That was the dream for my parents to see me on television in Chicago. Moved on to Mobile. I was in Mobile, Alabama for eight years, um, but had some cool experiences, as I mentioned uh, college basketball, NCAA tournament, um, and met a lot of young people that wanted to know how can they be in front of the camera? How can they be in media? People thought I can go to ESPN. I just wanted to go home to Chicago. So I went to Lynchburg, Virginia after Mobile, Alabama. And then one year after I was in Lynchburg, I got a call, what I had been waiting for, uh, to go back home to Chicago. It took me 14 years, but the dream was coming true. I was achieving my goal, so excited. But as it turned out, a couple of months before um, that call, my mom got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and she went through treatment. You know, she was doing well, but things took a turn for the worse. And the same week that I moved to Chicago, my mom passed away. So she never got a chance to see me on television. My dad did. It was kind of bittersweet. I'm on this high. What I had been working towards and and, and hoping for for 14 years uh, happened, but my mom wasn't there to see it. Um, but I had to continue on 
Certainly we all face uh, losses in life. It's, it's, it's difficult to lose a, a loved one, especially a parent. I was on television for three years in Chicago. Then they had cutbacks. They had layoffs. So I had been on television for 17 years and, and I was at a fork in the road. Some people might say a defining moment. And I remembered all those students and those young people that I met who wanted to know about media. And I felt like I had some information that I could share with them and I could teach them that could really help them. I know where we are in society right now and technology. So I made a decision that I was gonna take a lot of the things that I had learned in my career and I was gonna actually train them and teach them and try to expose them to the opportunities that are available in that career field. Awesome, awesome. I just wanna say that we are definitely sorry for your loss, but I think it is a beautiful way to honor your mother's legacy by teaching students. You know, we often take experiences from our parents and we apply them to our lives knowingly and unknowingly. So they were teaching you how to teach others throughout your entire life. And you didn't know you were gonna do that in the future, but it turns out that that is the purpose that life has called you to. So I just wanna kind of take a second for kids to understand that when you decide to go to college, that is not the only step you need to make. It is just one particular step in a longer process. Can you kind of tell us what that process is? Kind of map out the steps for young people because not all of our young people have a mentor or have parents who have gone to college, who are educators, who have been in a position where they can teach them what they need to do next. You know, because yes. college, just going to college doesn't mean you're going to finish. It doesn't mean you're going to know what you're doing in college. But can you kind of unpack that experience and, and tell the students what steps they need to take? Absolutely. The first step, which I mentioned, but I'll just expand on it again, was really putting some thought into what I wanted to do. You hear some people say, begin with the end in mind. So I really figured out, well, I want to be on television talking about sports, doing media. Okay. So I really put thought into my major and based on this major, let me do some research to find out what schools um, have a great reputation and have a good program for that major. So that's like step number one, you know, do you want to do business? Do you want to do design? Do you want to do, I don't know, engineering, whatever it is, but really take time. Don't necessarily if possible, don't just choose a school just based on a school. I, I, I want to go to this school in Atlanta. I want to go to this school in, in Florida or whatever the case may be. Like, does that school have your major? Are they turning out uh, graduates, you know, that are getting jobs in that major? That's the first piece that I feel like I did well and positioned me for success. And then certainly once you get into school, uh, do some internships. Uh, that's so vital in media. I would imagine it's vital in a lot of other different career fields because now you get real world experience. You're seeing if that's something you would really like to do on an everyday basis over a long period of time. Because although you study it until you're actually doing it, it's a little bit different. And, and you could find out during your internship, it's not what I thought it was. And, and, then, before, and then before you graduate, and go into the workforce, now you know, you know what, maybe I need to kind of rethink some things because the worst thing in the world is to end up in a career field or a job that you don't like. 
because people that do work in um, offices or whatever the case may be, people that don't work at home, different types of jobs, you spend so much time at your job. Certainly things are changing uh, with the pandemic and things of that nature. But I, I do believe at some point there will be a, a, a going back to normalcy where people will be in offices and you spend so much time at work. So to enjoy what you're doing is so important. So pick a major you like, pick a school that's good in that major, and then be sure to do some internships to get that real world experience. It will help a student in terms of, do they really like this? And that gives them great connections once they graduate to potentially get a job. Exactly. You said you said two things that I want to touch on. One is the internship. If you can get an internship while you're in high school, it's more rare than college, but they do exist in high school, then that would be even better because you want to make sure that you kind of have an inside scoop on what it's actually like. And like you just mentioned, sometimes you find out, I don't really like that. Sometimes we look at the numbers, we look at the salaries and say, oh, that's really attractive. I want to do that because they're making a lot of money. And then you, you find out, I hate it. I don't like that experience. And so by doing an internship, you get an opportunity to actually experience it. Sure, you may not be the CEO, you may not be doing the making the big decisions, but you still get an inside scoop and you can talk to people who are in the positions that you would like to be in one day. So that was one of the things that you said that I thought was important. And the other thing is you are encouraging kids to really not just go where their friends are going. So don't just choose a college based on, I want to be with my friend, you know, you want to turn up and all those things that, you know, that may not be how you want to choose your school. And you want to look at the environment. One thing that you mentioned, you went from Chicago to Temple, and Temple is in an urban environment. And I think you people really have to look at what type of environment they learn well in. You know, so if you don't learn well in a big city, that may not be where you need to go to college. So all of those things matter. Can you tell us, did you actually visit Temple before you arrived um, as a student on campus? I did visit Temple um, and that gave me the confidence to know that I could excel and learn in that environment. That's a great point that you brought up. You know, it can be a challenge maybe for some people that aren't used to a big city to now go to kind of a school in a big city. And then it's like, wow, look at all the, the people, uh, look at all the social functions, look at everything I can do. Um, so that's definitely something to evaluate. Um, but yeah, I did visit Philadelphia because I didn't want to leave home and just arrive on campus that first day, um, not having been there before. So uh, I, I felt like I could learn in that environment. Again, I had a chance to ask some questions, uh, see the campus, go kind of into the media building to see their equipment and, and maybe even talk to some professors. Um, but that certainly was an important piece. I visited a couple of schools. Um, but that was an important piece to make my decision. Um, and then also they gave me a few dollars to go there as well. You know, I got some scholarship money. So that yes. helped out my parents. So yeah. my parents were like, uh, yeah, that, that would be a good choice. You like Temple? We do too. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> right. So, so just if there are any young people listening, I want you to know that you, when you work hard, you get rewarded. That's right. So back in the day when we were young, we had to go to the library to look up scholarships. 
the internet didn't exist. Young people, young people have it so easy. They, they don't understand, you know, what they have with technology and the internet and, and Miriam, like you're saying, not how it is now. Like you can just Google and go on these different websites. Like I would have to go to the library and look at different books and look through different books and fill out applications. And like, yeah, it, it, a lot has changed. Oh. Right. And now there's there's one application that you can fill out for multiple colleges that they'll send to multiple colleges. So it is a bit different. So um, I just kind of want you to touch on that. You talk to professors when you went to the school. Some of our kids don't have that confidence to talk to adults and ask questions. How can they really gain that sort of experience to have confidence? So you know, what advice would you give to a mom who's raising a young black male to um, build a confident son so that he can speak up for himself, advocate for himself when he goes off to college or whatever he does in the future? Oh, it's pardon me. Can I also ask you to um, give any specific questions that help guide your decision process as well? Absolutely. So, um, for media, in terms of specific questions, I'll answer that first, and then how do you build your confidence? For media, um, you want to know what type of hands-on experience will that student have? Um, and that probably could go for a lot of different professions. They might have the major, but as a media person, you want to be using the technology, whether it's a camera or editing or doing stories. So do they have actually like some type of internet broadcast that students can um, actually take part in? Um, I want to know really, what is the experience of the professors? You know, have you been teaching for 20 or 30 years, but you were never actually in the business? Are you teaching me theory? Or did you actually do what you're teaching me? If you're teaching me engineering, were you an engineer for 20 years? You know, if, if I go to culinary school, I hoped you worked at a restaurant and you know, you didn't just cook for your family and now you're trying to teach me. So that's one of the questions, what is your experience? And then this might not be high on the totem pole, but still, whatever the major is, who is graduating? Who are the alumni from that school that have gone on to have success? So um, for me, I went to Temple University you know, there's a lady by the name of Tamron Hall that you all may be familiar with. She has the Tamron Hall show um, and she graduated from Temple. So they are turning out people who are notable and having success in the field. So you can go to a school that isn't turning out people like that. And certainly you can be that person and make it. But if I already know this particular university, people are graduating, they're doing well out of that major but then that kind of makes the road a little bit easier for me because I know they have that blueprint down. So I think that's a super important question to ask. To the point about how can um, students of color, whether they're males or females, be more confident, I think that's where media comes in and so important because the more you speak in terms of creating videos and, and, and voicing stories, it's like anything else, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Certainly there are a lot of adults that are uh, uncomfortable or may have a fear of public speaking. But if I can get you to create a video, you raised your hand, I saw that. But if I can get you to create a video, and so when I do videos, I encourage students to be on camera, 
but you can create a video and have pictures and film video with your uh, camera phone and just voice the story. So again, you're still getting more comfortable speaking and now listening to how you sound and putting it out there uh, and, and being okay with that sort of thing. So I always tell uh, students, whether you're doing an Instagram story and it deletes, you know, it goes away in 24 hours, whether you're doing a Facebook live, or just, just using the technology that's at a student's disposal to really start articulating themselves and speaking up, that can help them develop their confidence just by going through that process. Well, if people wanna learn directly from you, if they wanna get that tutelage directly from your courses, how do they sign up? So the website is videojournalismpro.com, videojournalismpro.com. And again, it's not just about trying to be in the media profession or a journalist like I was. It's about lifelong learning. It's about being independent thinkers. It's about fostering curiosity. So now they just position themselves for success. They have those life skills that can unlock doors of opportunity. Technology is important, but when you can be creative and, and, and just use your mind, you can start to kind of design and come up with things and you don't feel stuck and you're more willing to uh, break out of the box. You're more willing to um, uh, push, a, come out of your comfort zone. You're more willing to come out of your comfort zone. And that has so much more value than I think people realize. The speaking, we help with that. The writing, we help with that. But coming out of your comfort zone and seeing that you can create something, because at the end of the program, students will have created a piece of content, a story that they can show folks. Look at what I made. Look at what I created. I think that just has so much value. And I'm just so passionate about young people uh, taking advantage and going through the process. I want to kind of speak on that too. Go ahead. I just wanted you to also share the age age range that you typically um, deal with because you know we've got younger learners, older learners, and everything isn't for everybody. So absolutely, absolutely. So it's twelve to eighteen is the typical age range. Uh, certainly, I just feel like specifically for home uh, school parents, I just don't know if there's anything out there with media programs. I think even homeschool parents need electives and, and different types of um, uh, uh, programs and courses and things for their children. Certainly that might not just be textbooks. Um, I've listened to a podcast before where I heard you all talking, like when you're a homeschool parent, learning is kind of like ongoing. You know, yes. it can be you're making a recipe and you have one cup of flour, a third cup of sugar and two thirds cups. That's like math and things of that nature. So it's like right. media, it's like project-based learning. So you're taking, uh, I, I know you're a farmer, you, you kind of, somebody could do a video, a student could do a video on the farming process and why they like it and, and things of that nature. It's just, you know, coupling in media into the learning process, but it doesn't have to be a textbook or a worksheet. You know, I, I just think that just has so much value for homeschool parents that are looking for engaging activities uh, for their children and those students. Yes, I, I had just wanted to say that I can think of all the things I do online and having that ability to speak comfortably on camera is really very important. There are brands that often reach out and say, I'll pay you to talk about X, Y, and Z because I see that you are comfortable. So even if a person doesn't wanna go into journalism 
are communications. They don't see themselves as a sports broadcaster. I can't think of a job where it's not necessarily important to be able to communicate. So if you want to be a podcaster, you know, you're listening to a podcast right now. You have to have that skill set. I know my daughter wants to be a YouTuber. She needs to have that skill set, you know? So here's the thing, regardless of what your kid wants to do, this is something that is a, a skill that they can learn and in whatever pro profession, if they wanna be an entrepreneur, you have to know how to sell yourself, how to communicate, how to know that elevator pitch. So regardless of what you plan to do, even if you um, are just going into college and you have to do an entrance interview, you need to have that skill. So regardless of what your kid wants to do in the future, this is a skill that is necessary. Absolutely. And certainly, you know, L uh, for your and, and Miriam, for your listeners, you know, to the podcast, there would be a discount as well. You know, certainly happily oh, offer it, happily offer, you know, a 25% discount, you know, to anybody uh, from the podcast, you know, that wants to go through the course, purchase the course. Um, you know, I'm just so excited about, you know, the students and, and the exposure uh, and again, just making a difference for young people. Well, thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Miriam. Live or self-paced? Self-paced. Self-paced. Yep. Self-paced. So it's, it's an online, you know, course where it has modules and things of that nature. And I, you know, facilitate the material through the videos. So it's like on demand, you know, they can, you know, watch it at, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., you know, you can watch it 20 times if you want to. That's just the beauty of technology now and, and, and online and on demand and things of that nature. So, yes, to your point, self-paced, watch it again three times, however long it takes to absorb the information uh, to make sure that they're able to create because I want them to be a creator, not just a consumer. I love awesome, it. awesome. <laughs> Were you saying something, Miriam? Just saying, I love it. Thank you. Oh, great, great, great. So I think that um, parents, I just want to just reiterate, this is an opportunity to give your child a life skill. We want our kids to be able to have every advantage in the world and communicating effectively is something that can take them all over the world. And so I want um, families, I want you to take advantage of this opportunity. So visit the show notes page to get the details on how to get the discount. All right, so we are wrapping this up. If you can kind of share some of your final thoughts about broadcasting or about being a young black male in America, we'd love to hear your, your final words. I just think right now in the day and age in which we live, um, young people allowing their voice to be heard is so important. And when it comes to media, a person that's in front of the camera, or if you're just showcasing a story, you really can uh, change the message. You have an opportunity to change the narrative. Oh. People say we don't necessarily see positive things on the media, but because the barrier has been broken with the YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, students, teenagers, what have you, they can put their own messages out there. They just need somebody to teach them how to do it. And that's so powerful in terms of uh, putting positive messages out there. So just understanding that youth voices are important, they're powerful, and they deserve to be heard. 
and just trying to get them to understand how, what are, what are some of the ways that they can uh, do that? Awesome, awesome. So, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, so you can you can um, introduce your, your question, but then afterwards, if you can tell us how we can connect with you, and I'll definitely put it in the show notes, but if you can tell them where to find you online so that they can follow your pages, that would be awesome. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, so the best way to connect with me online, the website, videojournalismpro.com. That's to find out more about the course, videojournalismpro.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Clement Townsend. Facebook is C Townsend TV. My first initial, Townsend TV, and also Instagram, C Townsend TV. I love to connect with people, love to chat with people. Um, always, you know, happy to interact and discuss and help in any way I can. Awesome, awesome. Well, this has been a terrific conversation. I know I enjoy hearing your story and hearing how you're giving back to the community. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. All right. Miriam, do you have any last words you want to share with the audience? It's cold outside. Go outside anyway. <laughs> you, need, <laughs> you need that. So I know it's a little off topic, but you know me and my earthiness. I can't help it. Go outside, stand there and put your face in the sun. It'll do you some good. Yes, we need that vitamin D. I like that plug for the vitamin D. That's yeah. awesome. You're <laughs> All right. Well, this is all, folks. Please visit the show notes page so that you can find out more about the course so that you can see all of um, Mr. Townsend's handles. And we look forward to having you tune in next time. All right. Bye now. Public speaking is one of the greatest fears in America. So give your kids the gift of public speaking. I wanted to tell you a little bit more about our guest's amazing offer for 25% off his video journalism class. The class is for youth ages 12 and up. Use the promo code CLEVERLY25 for 25% off at videojournalismpro.com. Again, that is videojournalismpro, all one word, dot com. Okay, thank you, and please support our guests.